all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Thank you, thank you, thank you, my Princess Nemo Foo and my Pee-Wee, that beautiful baby child, infant laughter. I love it, I love it, I love it. Hello, this is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's give everybody a hand that's listening to this show. I really appreciate you all. Thank you, thank you for everyone in the U.S. of A. and around the world. Thank you for listening to this show. Thank you. Now, a lot of you that listen to this show or the ones that do listen to this show uh, probably wonder, why do I always use that sound bite? Now, it is a sound bite. It's an effect I use on my phone. It's a virtual crowd. So I want you to know it's not real. I'm sure a lot of you know that by now it's not real, but why do I use that? I used, of course, I'm not in an audience where a lot of people's not around, but it is a, it's, it's, it's a sound effect. It's, it's something that I use to show my appreciation. Now it's virtual and I know well, it's not virtual, but I know it's not real. And I want you to understand that. But if I had a big a, a crowd, if I had an audience, I would do the same thing. I would give you an applause or I would ask my audience to clap their hands, you know, uh, give you applause for you just listening to my show and stuff like that, because I really mean that. So therefore, since I don't have a real audience here, I use a sound effect. So I want people to understand I'm not trying to trick you. I'm not trying to just fool you that and make you think that it's a real this, this this is a real crowd now it is a real crowd but it's a sound effect it's a sound effect that i use but it has the same meaning it has the same meaning why i use it you know i use it just as if i had a crowd and an audience you understand what i'm saying or i'm just giving you it's all i also use it as me saying thank you and giving you a hand clap myself so I use this sound bite. So you got that? So I want people to understand that I'm, I'm not doing it to try to trick nobody or just try to make you think that it's a real crowd. You, you should know that by now if you understand podcasts and radio and sound effects and stuff like that. So I don't want nobody to think I'll be trying to lead them astray. Same as the baby sound and different things like that. It's just uh, a, a system or a program or something that I use, you know, just to liven up the show and show my appreciation and put some kick in the show. But the, the, the hand clap is, I mean it from my heart, even though it's not a real crowd personally here in my group, I really mean that. So I want you to understand that when I do that, it's from my heart. It's not because I'm just trying to fool you like somebody like what you said. I, I mean it. So I, I use that sound bite. Okay. I just wanted you to understand that. All right. Now, 
what I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to start another series. You know, I've been doing series on different uh, topics, dealing with Christianity and everything like that, you know, uh, in my last few podcasts. But uh, what I want to do, uh, I'm going to be doing a series on uh, diets, foods, and stuff like that. And I think uh, dealing with the physical body, dealing with our health, as well as important that is, is not important as a spiritual diet, which I'm going to bounce off on that again. I've done both of them together, the spiritual and the physical diet. You know, when I say spiritual diet, I'm not saying it's something that the Bible talks about. I mean a spiritual diet. We have a lot of spiritual obese believers. You know, and I was talking about that. But right now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back on that and try to uh, try to uh, explain what I mean by that again for my new listeners. If if not, go back to my other previous podcasts about traditions and stuff like that. You will get a, a good breakdown what I mean when it comes to uh, spiritual obesity in the Christian church, if you are a Christian spiritual obesity these are for believers a spiritual obesity in the church you mean we have a lot of pork that some people use and the bible jesus used leaven and anytime leaven and pork is used it's not for us because it's something good <laughs> it's something bad that we have too much on that's hurting us so that can happen physically and spiritually okay right now i want to talk about the physical body and what i will be doing in this series dealing with uh a, the, a diet, you know, but I'm going to be dealing with a particular diet and a particular diet. I would be dealing with not dealing with myself, but I would be uh, uh, doing on this show for the next few podcasts. Lord's willing is the low carb, high protein diet, keto diet, the carnivore diet and stuff like that. Mainly those two, the keto and the Atkins at the keto, like I was saying in my last podcast, is more like just uh, uh, a more stricter, stricter version of the Atkins diet. But always remember, it's all just started with the Atkins diet, okay? The low-carb, uh, high-protein. Now, many people are saying high-protein, high-fats now, and I'm going to do a lot of things on that. But what I want to talk about is uh, this new diet, how well it's working for others, including myself, and the health benefits and stuff that it's producing. And a lot of people with a lot of chronic diseases, including diabetes, cancers, and dementias, and anxiety attacks and stuff like that. I'm going to get into that slowly but surely and everything like that. And I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to let you listen to doctors, not nobody's observation, but usually a doctor that deals with certain patients of that. So you have a lot of observational, uh, therapy or a lot of observational data, which means there's no really no concrete scientific proof or there has no been no has not been some type of test, you know, to prove this is more observational. So we get a lot of our advice and how to eat and stuff like that. Observational wise, even the uh, the regimen, the American diet is more of observation, more than data and scientific proof. You know, did you know that? Well, y'all know it now, you know, but we didn't know that. I didn't know that then. You know, a lot of our things that we would, are told to do, and I don't know how much, I don't know the percentage, it's observational. You know, it's 
I wouldn't say it's somewhat like a theory, but it's not a proven fact. Now, what I mean by that, some of them might be uh, observational over a group of people, certain ages. And, you know, it's a lot of benefactors that you can debunk a lot of these studies that they're passing on to us and saying we must do this. And we must understand a lot of it is observational study, not scientific proof that gives them the right to sign the paper, say we got to do this or this and that would happen. Okay, I hope you will know I'm going with this, you know. But anyway, uh, I'm going to start in this series that I will be doing the next few days, uh, Lord's willing. And I'm going to be uh, have you listen to this doctor. His name is Dr. Eric Westman. He's one of these doctors that I listen to, uh, several doctors, Ken Berry and other doctors as well, about uh, the uh, the importance of what we eat, the importance of the importance of what we have been, what we need to be putting in our bodies. Now, the reason I'm doing this, because they can explain things better than me. They, a lot of the terms you or I is not going to understand, but you know, just get whatever you can get out of, you know, but some things I just don't understand, but the basic parts I do when it comes to the so-called keto diet. Okay. Now, you know, I'm a person don't like a lot of names, Keto just means ketosis. It means fat burning. That's all keto means is fat burning. So if I use that term keto without wearing it out, I'm talking about fat burning. You know, ketosis, whenever your body goes into ketosis, that means it's burning fat. It's burning your own fat or the fat you're putting in it and the protein. So sugar could burn in your body, all kind of stuff, even bad carbs, you'll burn it off. So when I'm talking about ketosis, I'm talking about you're burning fat. So that's a good thing. So what this doctor is going to talk about today, Dr. Eric Westman, you will be hearing a lot of uh, his little uh, short puts out there. The reason I like this because he don't have a really, he has a long uh, shows, but he have a lot of short clips where people ask certain questions that's uh, trying to do this uh, low-carb, high-protein, fat-burning keto diet. The same that I'm doing, but I'm doing more of a strict of a, a carnivore light, I call it. And he would talk about the benefits of keto, not so much the carnivore. Remember, I gave the difference between just being on a, a, a keto Ketovore, some people call it, or carnivore, a lion diet. Lion and carnivore is strictly, basically all meat. All meat, no carbs. The keto diet that's recommended by Dr. Eric Westman is more of all meat, but at least 20 grams of carbs, mainly vegetables and stuff like that. So that's the difference. Carnivore and the lion diet is strictly meat. And if they do carbs, it might be five or ten. Most carnivores don't do carbs at all, which the, which I am doing this for the next few months. The carnivore light, I call it. And then you have the keto, which uh, requires at least 20 grams of carbohydrates, mainly uh, maybe vegetables and stuff like that. But what he's going to talk about here is what happens when you stop eating sugar and what sugar does and everything. So without even further ado, let's hear Dr. Westman and the name of this uh, little clip here, about 14 minutes long, is Stop Eating Sugar. He's been interviewed by this other young man, and we'll go from there, okay? Thank you. God bless. Hold up.
Hello and welcome to another conversation with Marcus. Today we're going to be talking about what happens when we stop eating sugar. Interesting. The human body only has between 5 and 7 grams of sugar circulating in our body at any given time. When we eat carbs, this increases the sugar load in our bodies. What happens when we stop eating sugar? We're going to find out today. We also have a special bonus for you, and it's brought to you by Dr. Westman. It is his new guide, The Truth About Keto and Heart Health. We'll also put a link for you in the description at the end of today's episode. So let's get started, um, and let's uh, jump into, the, into today's questions. Eric, if we only have between 5 and 7 grams of sugar circulating in our bodies at any given time, what happens when we ingest sugar or carbs? Well, when we eat sugar, it will raise the blood sugar, uh, glucose more specifically, but even lactose and other sorts of sugar like milk sugar has glucose in it so when you eat carbs that's kind of putting it all together carbs meaning carbohydrates the sugars and starches when you eat those the blood sugar goes up and what's remarkable is the lack of understanding even in the medical world of how little glucose how little sugar there is in the blood consider for an example an apple has 20 grams of sugar, let's say carbohydrate, 20 carbs, total carbs for keeping it precise. 20 carbs in the apple is four times as much sugar as is in your bloodstream at any given moment. So one apple, if you don't have this huge insulin response to, to keep the sugar down, one apple could we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, it's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Double your blood sugar easily. And of course, someone with diabetes measuring the blood sugar, and now you have these monitors on here. That's what they say. Well, the apple raises my blood sugar and my doctor says that's fine. No, 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 it's not fine. So if you want to optimize your blood sugar, your glucose, don't have so much blood uh, sugar rising food, which is the carbohydrate. So eating carbs raises the blood sugar. Now, what? let's get a little bit more technical. What also happens um, in the pancreas? The pancreas secretes insulin. Is this, is this what happens as well? So you eat an apple. So right now, you've got between 5 and 7 grams of, of sugar in the blood circulating at any given time. You eat an apple. That increases the load maybe three or four times. The glucose goes up, and the pancreas secretes insulin. Yeah, and you know, the perspective has changed for me. I was taught, and most doctors are taught, 
that it's normal for a, a rise in blood sugar after eating a meal, and it's normal for insulin to be secreted from the pancreas to lower the blood glucose and to help get the glucose into the cells. I've shifted in my thinking now that it, while it may be normal, meaning that's what happens in most people, it's not optimal. You see, the, the blood glucose is regulated in a very tight control. And if it goes up a little bit, the body doesn't like that. It sends out this insulin to lower the blood glucose and it puts it in the cells, but that, that's not optimal. So you, this insulin spike or insulin response to lower the blood glucose is a, a pro-fat uh, pro storing, pro-inflammatory sort of response. So that anytime you eat even an apple, even if you don't have diabetes, it raises that blood glucose, raises the insulin to keep the glucose down. And then insulin tells a signal uh, to the liver to make fat and to store fat so it's actually not only causing you toward diabetes, it's causing you toward fat storage and gaining weight uh, just from eating an apple. So before we get into um, the differences and, and what happens to our body, you know, in our body when we stop eating sugar, I want to um, I want to try and help everyone to understand, um, and you can help us with this. Are carbs and sugar the same thing? So in other words, some people might say, "Well, I didn't eat sugar." But eating carbs, is carbs treated the same way as sugar? Does it turn to sugar? Yes, and so that's important to realize in the teaching out in the, in the internet. It just, you have to be precise about the language if you're gonna say glucose and fructose, and, and you're gonna find people making it overly complicated. And uh, so this is my method of teaching people. I've done it for over 20 years now at Duke University is to try to keep things really simple. And, and if there's a, a bit of glucose in, uh, in this, you know, in an apple, I'm going to say count that as a carbohydrate, as a glucose raising substance. And starches with, you know, potatoes, pasta, rice, really are these starches are just glucose molecules all connected together our body digests them into glucose and that's why when you eat potato pasta rice bread your blood glucose goes up like eating an apple and so if you look at sugar-free out there sugar-free but it has a lot of starch in it it's not carbohydrate free it's not carb free so that my my simple way of, of teaching and, and thinking in my own mind is put all the carbs together because a, a subset or a, a portion of the carb will be glucose and that will be raising the blood glucose. And so you don't want to have anything to raise your blood glucose much because then your body sends out insulin to keep the blood glucose down. And so I think really of all the carbs in the same manner especially if you're trying to do a keto diet that you want to keep the sugars starches whether it be glucose or or or, or starch or you know um, in other words keeping it simple count all the carbs together now we've spoken about what happens when you eat these um, sugars and carbs we know what you've just explained that to us but what happens now when we stop eating sugar and carbs well, the remarkable thing, again, that most 
doctors and medical trained people don't know is that the body makes its own glucose and makes its own sugar without you eating anything. I mean, imagine we uh, talked a bit about these reality shows where people go out into the wilderness or on a deserted island and they really don't eat anything and they start losing their body fat uh, fast. Well, they also maintain a blood glucose level without eating anything. So your body can make glucose on its own without you or and fructose and all the other sorts of sugars that you need without eating sugar. Um, now, I don't want you to go without eating things like on these reality shows and your body makes plenty of glucose and fructose and other sugars, ribose, for example, from the proteins and fats that you eat. So your, your body's going to have a blood sugar like this if you don't throw in extra sugar and then your blood sugar goes up and insulin goes up to lower the blood sugar. That We call that the, the roller coaster of glucose when you're consuming carbohydrates. So your body will find its own way to make the blood glucose steady like this if you don't eat carbohydrates. So, and, and how long would that take, Eric? So let's say, for example, I'm a car burner, I eat carbs, I eat sugar, um, and then all of a sudden today I decide I'm no longer eating carbs, and today is day one. What, what happens inside the body? In other words, um, when, you know, will, will, will there be a result of insulin immediately? Will there be a result of my glucose level dropping immediately? Uh, what happens immediately when I stop eating carbs? Yeah, well, of course, there's a, a range of time, of course, for, for different people, depending on your underlying insulin resistance, your underlying metabolism. But for most people, this happens in just a day or two, the shift. Because if you're consuming, um, let's say you burn a couple thousand calories a day of energy and you stop consuming carbohydrate in the food and drink, your body needs 2,000 calories for the next day. And if we only store about 1,000 or 2,000 glycogen calories, which is the sugar storage, so it only takes a day or two for your body to shift over to fat burning. Now, if you have diabetes, you're, you're on uh, a journey of a couple hundred pounds to lose, it may take longer. That's a more tough metabolism. But for most people, it's just a day or two. You stop eating sugars, your body figures out how to burn its own fat. It happens pretty fast. So that's the immediate result of stopping the sugar and carb. What happens, let's say, after a week? What happens after a month? Well, remember the insulin response to keep the blood glucose down starts healing, starts, starts, starts getting better. Uh, if you're uh, so insulin resistant or you have diabetes, you might have elevated insulin levels all day long. So these start coming down. If you're otherwise normal and healthy, the insulin reduction will happen almost immediately. And that means you don't get the pro-inflammatory effects of insulin. You don't get the growth effects of insulin like growth factor. All of these things we're learning now um, even will shorten life. Uh, so the longevity in different animals and different like um, models like worms and, and rats, animals live longer if your insulin level is lower. So the lower the insulin, the better uh, in, in terms of how you feel, less inflammation, and even in uh, how long you'll live. Of course, that's not worked out in humans yet. 
takes a long time to do a study of a human lifespan because we in general live so long, but the biomarkers are there to suggest you want to keep the insulin level down. Uh, and, and one way to do that is to keep the food that raises the glucose and insulin to a minimum in our diet. I've got one last question for you, and that is, um, if we if we take the uh, the sugar and carbs that we that we've now we've stopped we've stopped eating sugar and carbs we've um, we've been on this, this lifestyle for a number of weeks and months, is there an optimal time period where we actually our bodies become more efficient at burning fat, or is it the same? So, for example, someone that stops eating sugar and carbs after one week. Uh, versus someone that stopped after a year. Is the person that stopped after a year, are they more efficient at burning fat? I think so. You know, the, the clinical knowledge that I have treating people with illness, there's a wide range of how fast things change. Sometimes I have to reduce insulin by 50% on the first day when someone starts a diet like this, stops eating carbs, and they're taking insulin, I have to change the, um, actually change the um, medications immediately for, for those folks. Other people, let's say you're trying to um, win a, a marathon race, uh, and, and this was chronicled in a movie called Serial Killers 2, C-E-R-E-A-L, not S-E-R-I-L, Serial Killers, where these elite athletes optimized their fat burning and they did special testing on themselves um, and it took them six months to optimize the fat burning to the degree of, of you know an athlete, an athlete who wanted to you know they, then they went to a rowboat and rowed from San Francisco to Hawaii it's all in this documentary film it's it's really kind of incredible but it took them because they wanted to do such an extreme amount of exertion in their bodies, it, they waited six months until they were totally fat adapted. Uh, and um, uh, but I would say for most people, it's a matter of days to a couple of weeks when you start getting the the benefits of the fat burning. You don't have to wait that long to get it. And you know the studies on people doing this for years now are just being done now. And so that's where we're learning more and more. Uh, about what happens to people, and, and it's actually looking really good. Yeah, that it, it's looking better and better as we study a keto lifestyle longer and longer. Fantastic, Eric. Thank you so much for helping us understand what happens to our bodies when we stop eating sugar. And that's all we have time for today, folks. But remember that we have a special bonus guide for you today, and which is the truth about... Okay. All right. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, I know it was a lot of Dr. Lingo and stuff uh, that was said by Dr. Westman that myself and maybe you all can't really get in everything like uh, what he was saying, but make it plain like he likes to do. He likes to explain things plainly. I like to do that myself. And uh, sugar is bad. What happens when you eat sugar now when i when i used to hear the term sugar i think about the little white little crystal sugars the granulated sugar and stuff like that made from the, uh, the sugar cane and stuff like that i think about granulated sugar in the bags or boxes or the packets whatever they the condiment packets that come and stuff like that sugar but 
what myself and others we forget of what of the things that creates sugar like the carbohydrates and even some fruits a lot of fruits and even some veggies creates their own sugar now all of this stuff i heard about uh through the atkins diet and different things like that but i didn't put too much stock into it or nothing anything like that but the more i look into it and i understand it uh i kind of just put it in my library in my head and i just try to look at things and look at uh listen to people's different perspectives now what you just heard you're not we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions and it's because that occasional shave really hurts the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Your home is more than the sum of its parts. And creating a truly extraordinary space is about more than picking the perfect products. That's why the experts at Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery are here to help you throughout the entire process to create a home that's as unique as you are. Bring your vision to us. Schedule your showroom consultation and see more from brands like Monogram at build.com slash Ferguson. Going to hear that too much from your doctor when it comes to keto because keto is kind of a bad name uh, in the ears of a traditional doctor. And I want you guys to understand that. And the traditional doctor is, not all doctors, uh, but a tr- most traditional doctors, traditional as the way they was taught what's good for us according to the recommendations of the FDA and all this RSDA and stuff like that here in America. They have a different perspective. Their perspective is mainly focused on low fat you know, veggies and grains and stuff like that. So if you're looking to just ask your doctors about these things, uh, good luck on that. But my point is you have to go outside the box to get a really true breakdown of... Now, they have... Traditional doctors, most of them will warn you about sugar. Most of them will warn you about sugar, the dangers of sugar. But a lot of them, I don't believe, are sugar studiers. They don't have a certificate in studying uh, the bad or the ups and downs of eating sugar or sugar outside of the granulated little white crystal sugars and stuff like that, like keto diets, keto doctors do. And that's why it's so important to get a doctor that understands and respects and see the benefits of a low-carb diet. Most doctors don't, but there are doctors changing their mind because scientifically, not not observationally, but scientifically, they see the results from their patients. Now, that's the best uh, scientific uh, proof that you can get when you are a doctor and you see the results in your patients. There's no other scientific proof when you see the results in your patients, when you see uh, patients type 2 diabetes been reversed because they cut out a lot of the carbs, especially bad carbs. Now, remember what I said about bad carbs, uh, sweets and candies and cakes and potato chips and stuff like that. Also, all that list is mashed potatoes, macaroni, cheese, different starches and whatever like that. 
pastas or whatever, all those are bad carbohydrates, which turns to sugar. Remember, sugar is the enemy, not the fat. Not the protein, not the meat. It's the sugar that's the enemy that's causing all these problems, and especially in combination. Okay, now what do I mean by that? Now all of this stuff I'm learning myself, and it becomes simple once you learn it. You got a four-course meal. Just say dinner. You have a steak. I'm just throwing something out there. But also you have your green vegetables or whatever color vegetables there are. Then your little starches might be mashed potatoes. It might be white rice or it might be brown rice, etc. and things like that. And then you have on the side, you might have some bread. See? And that sounds pretty good if you just ate it one time out of a month or something like that. But just imagine now the steak itself the protein in the state and the fat in the state is good for our body. Now, I know I'm, I'm talking about contrary to what traditional uh, doctors say, but it is. It's good for your body, the state. Steak is proven to be good for your body. And then most people and doctors will agree on that. You know. All right. Vegetables are known to be good according to a lot of doctors. You know. Many doctors and scientists uh, agree and disagree when it comes to the starches and everything like that on that plate. So do you have something that says, okay, something that says bad and they understand it. So it's a lot of disagreement with a lot of doctors and scientists when it comes to starches. It depends what type of starches and everything. Most of them will, a lot of them, most, I believe, will agree on the, the dangers of bread, you know, and stuff like that. So out of everything on that plate, even vegetables, all are carbohydrates. Some just worse than others. All are carbohydrates, and the carbohydrates turn to sugar. The only thing that does not turn to sugar is the steak. You 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 follow what I'm saying? So contrary to past beliefs, a lot of the issues that was caused in a lot of people's bodies, diabetes, cancers, everything, they were blamed the part that is good for you, which is the meat, the protein, not the other dishes that surround it, which causes the problems. It's the combination of it. If you ate that steak by itself, you will not have none of those conditions if you ate the steak by itself because the steak is just a protein. It's the natural nutrients our body needs. It's almost like animal to animal. It's a natural protein. I'm talking about the human species now. It's, it's a it's a it's a nutrition that's needed, not wanted. It's needed, you know. It, it supplies mostly a lot of our vitamins and nutrition. That one steak. It doesn't matter if it's rare, medium, or raw. It supplies the nutrients. You know, some people would say the vegetables too, but the vegetables not as much. Contrary to what we was taught, we thought the vegetables was, but the the most strongest part on that plate that's best for our body is that steak, that meat. If we ate that alone, we wouldn't need the other portions on that plate. Now, just imagine if you take that best nutritional part off your plate and just ate the other vegetables, whatever starch it is, you know, on the side, mashed potatoes, uh, macaroni cheese, rice, brown rice, and everything, and bread. 
all those carbohydrates by itself that will raise our glucose. It will raise our insulin level. It will raise our sugar level. You understand what I'm saying? That state will not because it matches with our body. But those other things raises our other uh, levels of sugar, which is the problem is the sugar. It turns into sugar. That's the thing that raises our sugar. Those side dishes does. You see how we was told backwards. So when that study came out in 55, uh, by this, this, this quack doctor made it seem like that it was the meat and the poultry and everything like that. It was mostly, uh, bad scientific data, very little, but mostly observational theories. What could happen? Not so much scientifically proven what what did happen or what can happen or what's possible. It was mostly theories and observational type of th- uh, observational type of uh, data more than scientific proven data. We've been going on observation data in the traditional diet here in America for those over 100 years or so. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, the majority of the issues from what I'm learning that causes a lot of this these problems that obesity and things that Americans are, are struggling with now, it's the carbohydrates. It's not the protein. It's not even the fat. It's the carbohydrates. It's that other combination that we eat. So it's just like I made an uh, example and I got this from somebody. When you, when you buy a hamburger, you know, and people say hamburgers are bad for you. You know, when people say that, man, that hamburger bad for you, man, that, 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 that hamburger, they're focusing on the meat because we have been programmed and trained to think about the meat. When you think of hamburger, what picture comes to your mind? My, what comes to my mind is the bones and what's on that under the burger. Not so much the meat in between. I got that. I see, I see a picture of the hamburger in the middle, but I see the bones and the condiments. If you use condiments and cheese or if you use cheese on that, but I never put in my mind that those are the problems and not the hamburger because I've been programmed and you have been programmed yourself to think that the burger, the meat was the problem, but no, it's the condiments and the bread and all the other stuff they got on them is the problem. You, you follow what I'm saying? You see how we, what we have been told? See, because all the majority of this stuff they got on those burgers on top, including the bread, turns to sugar. Therefore, it raises your glucose level, not the meat. But in a combination mixed with those other condiments, tomatoes and lettuce and everything like that and the mayonnaise and the ketchup was got plenty of sugar in it and stuff like that and it depends on the mayonnaise or whatever dressing you are using those are the things that causes the issues on the long run and raises our sugar not the meat I knew that was going to happen
I'm sorry, I had to pause right there. I know it got a little quiet, but I had, you know, I had to check into something. Okay, but you understand what I'm saying? Contrary to what we have been taught. And that's something to think about. I'm not going to keep this long. I want to I want to keep these little short clips short. And I'll let you know when it's going to be longer. But this Dr. Wiseman is full of wisdom when it comes to the keto diet. If you have any doubt about the keto diet, and I'm trying to say you should start it. You know, it's on you. But I, I will. I'm not going to act like I'm not going to recommend it. And what I'm trying to do here. And the audience I'm trying to really reach is the obese and people that's having really bad health. It's the real overweight people. Those are the uh, ones I'm really trying to reach. And you might say I tried all diets. I have to disagree with that. No one has never tried all diets. I, 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 you know, we all have a cliche of saying that we have tried all diets, but no one has tried all diets. You might have even tried the keto and failed or succeeded. But you have to ask yourself, why did you fail or why are you succeeding? You have to ask yourself that. But I want to talk to who even tried the keto because I'm sure you heard of it. Most of you that's listening probably heard of it. I don't know what country or whatever you are from if you're doing keto or you know about low-carb, high-carbohydrates. A lot of you guys uh, naturally already eat that way in other countries. I don't know, but uh, uh, just... I'm particularly talking to the ones that uh, somewhat say they tried it. You know, we try a lot of things, and the majority of the time, we knock it if it don't work in our life. And a lot of times it has to do with us. We have a lack, lack of discipline. I'm talking about good things. We have a lack of discipline, and we don't take a diet strictly. Now, one thing I have learned about the low carb, high protein diet is you have to be strict. You have to put your body in chains. You have to learn how to get out of that traditional mental thinking of eating. You have to learn how to slowly but surely take the carbohydrates away, especially the bad carbs. Okay. Now, one thing he has mentioned. And what people will never understand. I ain't going to say never, but most people will never understand. I will say never, but most people will not comprehend that we don't need carbohydrates. Now, these for the people that don't, some people don't even know what carbohydrates mean, you know, or is, sadly. But, you know, they don't. Even I didn't. So I know there's others that didn't either. Uh, I learned more about carbohydrates when I learned more about the low-carb diet. Then I start getting more educated on carbohydrates because I had no idea what I heard the term, but I didn't know what no carbohydrates was. You know, I was just like everybody else, you know, so I know now, you know, good carbs, bad carbs and stuff like that. And most people will find it hard to swallow when they understand what is a carbohydrate because a carbohydrate is not always the sugar or the cake or the, the breads and stuff like that. Uh, a vegetable is also considered a carbohydrate. Anything that's really not a meat or something like that is somewhat considered a carbohydrate. You got that? It's just some carbohydrates are better than others and most carbohydrates close to all somewhat turns to sugar. 
You understand what I'm saying? So I understand why we don't need carbohydrates because we can get all the nutritional vitamins and minerals out of just eating meats and poultry. I'm not saying do that, but we just put in your head, and I want you to do this study yourself. I want you to research keto. I want you to research low carb, all these things. I'm going to tell you what I, how I want you to do this so you can be walking to this objectively. You know, it's to search the studies on keto, not the people that's against it. You see a lot of that. That's why a lot of you won't do it. Objectively, look for real doctors that know scientific real results of keto. Low carb, high protein diet or high protein, high fat diet. Take away your preconceived thinking and research it. Be fair and research it. Understand the terms. Understand. I've never been taught as much about sugar and foods until I started looking into the low-carb, you know, ketogenic diets and stuff like that. You know, I have educated myself because I didn't know the dangers of a lot of the carbohydrates, most of the carbohydrates. I'm not in in the education I got on the toxins as most vegetables have, a lot of vegetables have, that we shouldn't be eating. Now, I didn't say you shouldn't be eating vegetables. I'm saying you got to understand uh, the importance of really cleaning vegetables. I don't care what vegetables because they have built-in toxins. I did not know that. Many many traditional doctors don't know that. You know, that's why they, they, they lift up the vegan and the vegetarian diets. Like, the vegetables is the way. I'm going to get into a lot of this with these doctors. And I want you to hear these doctors. Mainly Dr. Westman, because I think he's more humble and fair. And he's the one I call... He... he, he He's he calls it it's more what he does. He's he got his mentorship from the, the Atkins diet, you know, Robert Atkins Atkins diet. But it's just a new Atkins diet Atkins diet that he does, which is more revised. See, which is more revised in uh you know, files the program of the Atkins diet. But when it comes to terms like insulin, triglycerides, and glucose and stuff like that, which I'm still trying to learn, and I know more than I did, I wouldn't have known nothing about this if I was just on other plain diets. See, the low, the uh, the low sugar. Now, you hear about low sugar diets, and in reality, the diet that we should be eating is the no sugar diet, not low zero sugar. We shouldn't have no sugar in that period. I'm not talking about sweeteners. I'm talking about sugar, granulated sugar, fructose and all that stuff. Low sugar diet is never no good because of what? It still has sugar in it even though it's low. It should be always zero or no sugar. Anything that we should be putting in our bodies. You might not like sweetness, but sweetness is much, much, much better than regular granulated sugar. You know, especially what they're doing in a factory, unless you're eating a sugar cane or something like that. Anything that's pertaining to sugar is going to raise the glucose level. It's going to raise 
the level. That's why I'm finding out now more and more a person on diabetes. Why do they have to eat a candy bar when they get weak? They have low blood sugar, correct? So they might have to eat something sweet or they might have to eat a fruit or drink a fruit juice because it what? It raises the insulin. It raises the glucose level and it gives them more energy. See? And they was told that's a good thing, but it's not a good thing, especially if it stayed at high. You can't be too low or you can't be too high. You got to be at the exact level from what I'm learning when it comes to your sugar level. Some people have low blood sugar hypoglycemia, low sugar and stuff like that, you know, whatever like that. They need to raise it, but you don't need to keep it there. But there's other ways to do that without jumping on candy bars and fruit juices and stuff like that is what I'm learning. So I'm learning so much now, and it's just teaching me about my body, and I'm seeing results myself. So without any further, I hope you enjoyed this about about what sugar does when you eat it and what happens after you stop eating sugar, the amazing results. I want to get more into that as well so people can see the benefits of not eating sugar. Now, when I say to remember, don't get stuck on the granulated uh, right crystal sugar. You know, that's the biggest problem. But there's other things in the carbohydrates that creates these sugars. I didn't know lactose was a sugar. I did not know that. That comes in milk. That's why it bothers a lot of us a lot, especially the, uh, the ethnic black people. Do we lactose intolerant and stuff like that? Lactose is a sugar. See, milk back then, the pasteurized raw milk, pet milk and stuff like that didn't bother us back then until they started putting that lactose mess in it. Lactose sugar, then we became intolerant in our bodies. It, so they said milk is bad. It wasn't a milk itself is what they put in it. I always put emphasis on that because I wasn't lactose when I was younger. See, I wasn't lactose when I was younger. You probably wasn't either if you're lactose. It's, it's, I'm 59. I'm just talking about my time. I ain't talking about the kids today. They, that's the only milk they know. So their body is somewhat used to it. But you got even young people that's lactose intolerant. What is a young person doing lactose intolerant? Because their body can't handle, let alone the other junk they eat, they can't handle that sugar. It's all about the sugar. It's all about the sugar, folks. It's all about the sugar. It's not the high cholesterol, like we have been told, because there's two ways to look at cholesterol now. It's, it's, uh, they don't like the new way. They, keep, they stay to the old way. That's why they don't like the protein and the meat stuff, because they look at the high old way of looking at cholesterol. They don't look at the new way, which is the better way, the other side of the good cholesterol. That's another story in itself. But all this you can learn being on a low-carb, high-carbohydrate diet. So let me digress. Before I go, I want you to just do your research. Look up Dr. Westman. Look at, you got a lot of YouTube, a lot of low-carbs will come on. I don't want to look at you to focus on the negative. You heard of the the, the negative things about low-carb and keto already. Look at some of the doctors that know what they're talking about. And listen. You don't have to follow it, but just listen. It's for education. Just listen. Results do not lie. People that experience and what's going through, including myself, do not lie. See, 
and I'm going to keep you updated on my progress on this carnivore diet I'm going on. I'm even stricter than a keto light. I'm, uh, I'm more on the carnivore. I'm not eating any carbohydrates at all. Because mentally, I understand I don't have to. It doesn't mean I will never again. I'm against it. It just means I don't have to. I will not eat no starches and macaroni and cheese and that again. But all oh, but vegetables, I don't need to eat it again. Fruits, I don't need to, but I can. Because I know now what my body needs and what it don't needs. need. You know what I'm saying? All right? Until next time, this is Joseph Brown. I'm going to give you some more goodies. And this is going to be a series on a study and give you the real truth on the low-carb, high-carbohydrate. I mean, the high-carbohydrate, low-carb diet, which is called the keto diet. Now, don't get stuck on the name keto. Keto just means fat burning. Okay, the fat burning, the diet that actually fat burns your fat faster than any other diet. And I, 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 I go against any other diet that's out there. I would test this diet to any other diet when it comes to weight loss first. See, long-term study is still on the ground for any of these diets, but I would test this diet against any other diet for me when it comes to weight loss and muscle gain and stuff like that. You know, I would. That's just me. So don't knock it until you try it. Don't give it at least six months. Don't give it a couple of months. Give a diet at least six months before you knock it. Okay? Body of Christ Real Talk. This is Joseph Brownlee. The most important diet that we need today is, of course, spiritual. The spiritual diet, man and woman. And what is that? Salvation, eternity. With our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We struggle with all kind of struggles mentally and spiritually. I dwelt on the physical, but I'm talking about the spiritual now. We are old spiritual obese, which is worse than physical obesity. Both of us, both of them can kill you. One just kills you in the body physically. The other one kills you in the body spiritually. One physically will, your body would go and rotten and decay. But that spirit is still alive. It will live eternity. But where? Heaven or the lake of fire? Heaven or the lake of fire. Okay. So your spirit will live eternity. But where? That's why I say your spiritual being is more important. That affects your soul. See? which is your emotions and stuff like that, your intellect and your spirit is your mind and stuff like that. Your body is to feel touch. So that's why I put so much emphasis on both of those more than financially and everything, you know, because it affects you financially and maybe you could be the richest person in the world and still miserable. You could be the richest person in the world and still in bad shape in your health. So those two right there are more important than anything spiritually and physically in that order. So you can lose all the weight and have some of the greatest health off this diet and you can do it. And it's possible. But still be dead spiritually. You understand what I'm saying? So you need to think about your spiritual being. First of all, get yourself together while you're on earth. Don't get me wrong, but spiritually, you need to focus on your spiritual eternity. Because that's going to go further than your physical. 
life on earth, okay? That's going to disappear. Your spirit will live forever. It's just a matter where, heaven or hell, or a lake of fire. Think about that. And the way to do that is believe what Jesus done. According to 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4, believing in his death, burial, and resurrection for salvation. That's the key of salvation. Believing and genuinely receiving is the only way to go to heaven, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. Okay? That's all you have to do is believe it and receive it. God knows if you're for real. So you can't, you can't sneak around. You can't bamboozle your way through. You can't fake it just by saying it. You have to really believe it. And believing comes with a change that you want to change. Okay? Remember that. God bless you. Love you all. You don't have to be saved for us to be forgiven. You already have been forgiven. Now you have a chance to be saved. God bless you. Until next time, bye-bye. I love you. We're going to get into mostly a, a, a lot of other teachings on, you know, the importance of a low-carb, high-protein diet, the importance of it. Okay, God bless you. Love you. Bye-bye. Peace out. Left out, baby. Peace out. Love you. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.